um, just TikTok. So if you haven't started following those, follow them, and we'll see you there. I don't believe in TikTok. That's, you guys can handle that one. I'm not sure. That sounds like some kind of newfangled communism. Uh, but that's great. You're listening to The Tactical Big Top with ringleader Lance Abernathy, a former LEO and founder and chief designer at Sniper Bladeworks. Join Lance, Jag and The Sideshow as we take a look at life from a tactical perspective. Check out the knives and gear at sniperbladeworks.com and on IG, YouTube and the Facebook. I'm Lance, he's Jag. Welcome to the circus. How are you today, Todd? I'm good. How are you, Lance? Excited to be here. We are uh, taking this podcast, this communication vehicle, out on its inaugural voyage, a little test drive, if you will, or like breaking in a new barrel. We're going to put a few rounds through it and uh, see how it does. So, thanks for joining us. We will talk a little bit about Sniper Blade Works, the new shop, the things we're doing, and things that we may do in some future episodes. We're going to have some people on or come in so you don't just have to listen to us drone on. Um, we have a new shop located in North Kansas City, Missouri, or Northtown for the uninitiated. And that's, that's a neat area. We've been down there before. Um, a lot of tactical guys down there. You have GA Precision, Crescent Customs, Manor Stocks, Tom Manor's a good guy, uh, Badger Ordnance, Marty and those guys are neat. So there's a cool little tactical community there and we're glad to be part of it and back, back in that area. Uh, the Yates people graciously uh, fit us into uh, one of their properties. So the new shop is down about 14th and Burlington and uh, that space is coming together nicely. We are pretty close to being up and running. We're waiting for the last few pieces of gear to come in, and um, I think it's looking nice. It's a neat space, and we're hoping to have some folks come down and check it out, maybe having a little open house soon. Are you enjoying the new space, Todd? Do you I, dig it? I do enjoy the new space. I like that... Uh... I actually like that it's a little bit more compact than previous shops. Yeah, it's. I like it too. It's we've had bigger spaces and smaller spaces. We actually started in a one car garage in my house. Todd's been with me for this whole this whole uh, journey, and it's there's something a little more intimate or neat about that. Um, it, it does kind of harken back to the garage days. It does. I like that. I felt like we did some good work in the garage. Um, and it also, it's it's easier to keep, I think, organized because you're never more than a couple steps away from where it needs to, you know, things need to go back to. Less chances to lose things. Although it becomes a nightmare pretty quickly if you don't put shit away. Yes. So, but yeah, new shop is looking nice. Um, it's a neat space and we're very appreciative of the Yates people uh, getting us hooked up there. And we're going to uh, have Troy come on here and chat with us one of these days pretty quickly. He has a neat background. He's a uh, 
military chopper pilot. I think he's done a few other things, which are pretty cool. So we'll uh, have him on, and you can hear his story. For the people at home, Todd, tell us a little bit about your background starting uh, out of school in the military. Well, I graduated in 1989. I'm old, not as old as Lance, but I'm old. Right, we're all getting old. Um, Joined the uh, Marine Corps. I went to the first Gulf War. Um, Exited the Marine Corps. Tried to get back in the Marine Corps. They would not let me back in. They were not accepting prior service at the time. So I joined the Army. Were Were they not accepting any prior service or just your prior service? They were accepting no prior service. Okay, so it wasn't it wasn't just you. Uh funny story about that. I did call the Air Force and they basically hung up on me. <laughs> okay. And then uh so I joined the army. I did another four years in the military in the army, got out of the army, went through a police academy, and ended up Ultimately, at Platte County, which is where I met you, and we started this little adventure. Yeah, that sounds about right. When did you start at the Sheriff's Department, do you remember? 1999. Okay, so not not too long after me. Yeah, Todd has been uh, with me really since the beginning of this. We um, And prior to making Knives... Some of you may know this, but we um we were really collectors. I mean, that's kind of how we got into this. We would go to Blade Show every year and, and some other local and uh, national shows and really just started it due to a uh, real passion for knives and collecting and their use and whatnot. So we've seen we've seen the knife business from both sides of the table as you know as collectors and then as running a business so we kind of have a unique perspective there i think where some people may have just started making them or did it as a job because it was something they could do I or think, watched forged in fire and said i can do that yeah we, you know, I think we had a real passion for it to begin with. All right, Jag, with the shop almost up and running again, what are you most looking forward to making or doing? Well, I'm excited to get behind uh, Grinder again. One of the things that I'm looking forward to the most is the uh, grinding the little skinners that we have that are getting ready to come up. I want to do some customs of those. But more than anything... The kukris. You did get excited about the kukris the other day. So we've been kicking around the idea of doing a kukri for years, and I had one drawn up, and we uh, we mocked it up the other day just to see how it, it looked and felt, and it really came out pretty good on the first try. So I think those will be neat. Um, I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I think it's probably maybe a scotch smaller than a traditional kukri, but highly maneuverable, and I think with our handle on it, the ergos are going to be spot on. Yeah, that's going to be neat. We'll, uh, we might even, as we start to add some video to this or making a few videos as we're trying to uh, be more competent in our social media, maybe we'll show you guys how the uh, kukri is coming and kind of take you step by step through that process. 
All right, Jag, other than the kukri, what are you most excited about making in the new shop? Um, I'm really, really looking forward to making the little Skinner, um, especially making those custom in the shop. Like doing some different grinds and stuff. Absolutely. Kind of one-offing them. Yes. The Skinner, too, is based off of our dashy handler, the UC line. And that has the bottle opener built into it. I think that's a cool platform and pretty versatile. I'm, we're kicking around the idea of maybe doing a new one of those each year and maybe releasing it at the show, but where we put a new blade shape on that standard handle because there's a lot of things you can do with it. So I think, that, I think that's cool. I'm looking forward to that as well. I think I'm most looking forward to getting back into doing some of the Japanese-style stuff. Some more dashies, some uh, tantos, homoning the things, working on our rap skills. I'd like to do some of the traditional rap and then maybe some tactical stuff that uh, has that has a traditional feel, but maybe a little more modern or modern twist on it. So the the new shop getting up and running is really going to be helpful, and it's pretty exciting to bang out some new products yeah i think uh getting back in the shop and getting our custom pieces back out there is going to go a long way to getting us back to where we were at one point yeah it's going to be fun all right let's talk for a minute about the new stuff that's coming we have lpcs that have had a some slight modifications to them, which I think are going to make them uh, even more appealing. We brought the price down a few bucks, which was good. We went out and some, secured some steel ahead of time because um, we knew prices were going up and it was going to be difficult to get. So we did that actually like a year ago. But LPCs are going to be neat, different colors. Um, we've thinned up the grips just a few thou on each side and changed the liner system just a bit. S35 VN, this go-round, which will be good. Uh, DMFs with the S35 VN blades and OD Green. And we're going to shoot some of those blades black, I believe, too. Right. Which I think will be a neat uh, option. Then we will have the Mamu coming in stainless this time. So some of those will be satin finished. So that'll have kind of that old school outdoor knife look to it. And we'll, they won't have to be coated. Now, some of them still will be. But I think that's going to be really cool. And we have some different colors on those guys. And all of that is um, about done, I'm hoping. I know some of that's going to, a few of each of those models are going to hit our shop that we can then customize some. So I think that'll be pretty cool. What, uh, which one of those do you want to play with the most? BMF. I absolutely hope that we get some blades that I can regrind into some of our older profiles with those compound grinds on them. I think that'll be fun. I'm looking to maybe rehandle some of the mamus maybe work a bolster in there and maybe throw some exotic material on there i'd like to get i'd like to do something with some mammoth ivory again or maybe um 
some of the old school Westinghouse micarta. I have just a bit of that rat hold that I'm saving for a special project. So I think that'll be kind of kind of interesting as well, along with maybe some of our own gun coat stuff. So yeah, there should be some some neat customization coming on these new knives. And um, and just as they sit at, at the base model are going to be um, a little different than last time. So that should be interesting. Another thing we've been working on is trying to get some merchandise and gear going. What piece of merchandise are you most looking forward to, Todd? Um, I think the new t-shirt designs. We've got a handful of new um, designs, some new logo stuff coming out that is uh, really, really neat looking. Yeah, I've always had fun uh, working on those, and, and we went out and got a graphic artist to help me to bring some of those ideas and concepts to fruition, and I think those are going to look really nice. He, he has been good to work with, and it's it's kind of upped our design game a little bit and the graphic art side. So I think that's going to be cool. I'm looking forward to hats and, um, I don't know, maybe a new hoodie or something. So be looking for that. We should have that up on the website here pretty quick. And also, if you get a chance, let us know what you would like to see. We may even float some of these out there for um, you guys to see what you like or what you'd like to see more of. So check on that and please let us know what you think. Don't stay stickers. Stickers are on the way. For those of you listening and you're wondering where you can come and meet Lance or I, other than being down at the shop, um, or buying our knives in person instead of on the World Wide Web, Lance, where are we going to be next? We will be exhibiting next at Blade Show West, which is in Salt Lake City this year. And it's the beginning of October. It's somewhere around the 8th. We'll, I'll get the exact dates for you guys, or we'll make sure that we have that uh, information accurately conveyed to you. But that's, that's about right. And I think that's going to be fun. I love the Mountain West, and I've never been to Blade West, and I've, I've always kind of wanted to. So we're looking forward to setting up there, and that'll that'll give us some time to get the shop finished up and we should have some really neat and interesting stuff there. Blade Show West I think is going to be really exciting and we're hoping to see some of our old friends there and meet some new people that, that don't always make it out to Atlanta. As we're getting back into this Todd, who are you most excited to uh, see or reconnect with? Oh, We have a lot of our old friends that go to these shows and exhibit um, I haven't seen Michael in a long time. I'd like to see Michael Birch, Birch Tree um, Knives. It's been a long time, and, and Jody as well. I, although I don't know that Jody goes to many shows anymore. Um, of course, both of these guys just live south of us, so I could just get off my ass and go and see him. Yeah, we might just show up, and we'll do a podcast there. That would be awesome. From Birch's uh, shop. Or Jody's. Jody just moved. I shouldn't say just. It's been a minute, but he's got a new setup, and I think it's pretty neat. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, Jody was really instrumental in getting us started, um, and we'll do a whole thing with him one of these days and see if he wants to come and chat with us. But great dude, super helpful, 
um, and really interesting cat. So I'm looking forward to seeing them again. And uh, I haven't seen Dan in a while from DSK. I talked to him or texted with him just earlier today, but I haven't seen him in person in, in quite a while. Old Chavez is where he's still floating around somewhere. You know, we still, he came on some of our IG things. I'd like to see him again. I think that'll be fun. And, you know, and Schiffer's always good to hang with. Doc's trying to help us do a few things too. Um, while our shop was down, he's been helpful in helping us machine or do a few things that we didn't have access to. So I'm, I'm excited to see him. So yeah, Blade West. Uh, beginning of October, it should be a fun time. Check us out there. All right. So we're working on a war story type segment um, where Lance and I talk about things that we've done in our professional past tactically, maybe not so tactically, probably could have been a little more tactical. Um, so, yeah, you want to take it from here, Princess? Oh, you want to go there? Okay. I guess we're airing it all. Um, so, I happen to be dyslexic and I cannot spell. I'm also dumber than a hoe handle, which doesn't help either. Can confirm. It's true. And I was doing something to make fun of the new guys, and I believe we were having a tactical princess uh, contest where I made them wear tiaras around the new SWAT guys. But I was having trouble spelling Princess. I was making sure it was right because I didn't want to look like a complete dumbass in the company-wide email. I was sending out to all of them. And Todd has forever uh, keeps bringing that up and won't let me live it down. And, and now one of my nicknames is Princess. And I just, I just can't shake that one. So if you hear one of these people call me Princess at a show or while we're out and about, now you know why. Thank you, Todd. You're very welcome. Just airing it all. All right. We've touched on a handful of topics today. We appreciate everyone listening. Yeah, thank you very much for checking out the podcast. We look forward to talking with you all next week and hopefully having some guests on and letting you all know what we're doing here at Sniper Blade Works. Thanks again and be safe. Thanks for listening to The Tactical Big Top with Lance, Jag, and The Sideshow. Please like, subscribe, and let us know what you'd like to hear more of. You can also find us on IG, YouTube, and the Facebook. I'm Lance. He's Todd. Welcome to the circus. We are back for round two coming from the new shop. Uh, some exciting things happening down here. A lot of stuff came in and is getting assembled, installed. We actually have ventilation for the first time in a while. You happy about that? First time in a while, um, i.e. ever. We had a little bit at uh, one of the middle shops, but it was weak. Fox fans don't count. It actually went outside, barely. But no, this one, we actually have windows in the grind room, so we have uh, some straight ventilation out, some dust collection that's going up. It's going to be a nice little area. I'm, I'm super excited about it. We'll see if we can figure out a way to splice some picks into these things. Um, one of these days, we'll check with the Intel squirrels and see if that's possible. And um, maybe we can have a little visual idea of what we're talking about. Because I probably am not doing it justice describing it. 
but we are we are real happy with um, the progress of the shop so far. Belts are in. Steel should be here any day. Um, all the everything electric is up and running. That's one nice thing about being here in the Yates building since they're an electric company. I just we leave something when in a place that we know where it's going to go, and you come back the next day and it's wired and ready to go. Yeah, it's running hot. So all good. Uh, Todd, if we take the circus on the road, like training, enhancing our skills, where would you like to go? Well, I believe the first place that I would like to visit, and just because he's an old friend and I haven't seen him in a while, and I could get a lot of, uh, a lot of helpful tips, so I'd like to go see Michael. Birch? Yes. He's a tool. He's a tool. <laughs> but he's our tool. He's our tool. Now, Birch is a good dude and super knowledgeable. I talked with Jody a couple days ago. I miss Jody as well. I shared the uh, possibility of coming on to this, and he's like, I don't want to, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm like, I don't want to do it either, Jody. But we're all in this together. Oh, he's obligated. He's part yeah, of this. Yeah, it's, you can't completely divorce yourself from us. You've had a little hiatus. We've done the trial separation. And now it's it's time to separation didn't work out. Time coming to, back to time the fold. to get this back together. No, but I explained to him how it worked and kind of the format, and he seemed uh, he seemed more willing and accessible. But I wanted to see his new place, and I was talking to him about some forging uh, concepts and things that I'd seen that I didn't understand, and he was like, "Yeah, that's probably because they did a bunch of shit off camera." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, that makes more sense." Yes. So, yeah, I want to uh, pop in and see him, and I'd like to forge something again, just some, some I, blank material for, like, another chopper. Right. Um, I would like to forge our own Damascus. I talked to him about that. I talked to him about kind of a specific pattern, um, maybe more of a low-layer thing, that looks like, um, I think about Tiger Stripe camo but not so complicated but where you got some real darks and lights running through it right. um, real specifically you know we have the handle shape which is pretty identifiable right where we got the comment that you can tell it from across the room based on the shape the profile of the knife I want to do I'd like to see if we could come up with a Damascus that's just not a nightmare to make that does the same thing. So when you see that Damascus, you're like, oh, that's a sniper blade works thing. Absolutely. And that's kind of how I dropped into this Damascus forging competition chopper Hamon cosmic bunny hole that I find myself lost in at the moment and have spent just hours upon hours researching. Um, speaking of that, we are going to, have you heard about, have you heard about etching with lemons? I have actually heard about etching with them. And what'd you yes. think? You think um, it fucking sounded made up? Yeah, unicorn. Unicorn magic. All right, I watched this hillbilly do it uh, on a video, and nothing's happening, and nothing's happening. I'm like, this dude's a crack smoker, right? I mean, like, why wouldn't you just use ferric chloride? Because that's how it was shown, and it, and it works. He rubs that bitch for 10, 12 minutes, and monster awesome Hamon pops out of that. This cat was knew what he was talking about. And I'm like, all right, I stand corrected. I'm sorry, sir. 
Um, so I'm going to practice on Justin's knife because <laughs> I've got another one that we're going to send to a customer, uh, Dave, if he's listening. So, uh, but I wanted to practice on Justin's first. So I was in hand sanding on it yesterday, taking some scratches out and getting it cleaned up a little bit. And we're going to just lemon the shit out of it. But for anyone who cares, we'll keep this brief. But it, um, so when you're etching and then I guess like oxides or whatever is building up where it's getting black, eventually that covers it up and you're not getting much etching going on after that. Where when they rub that on, because they continually rub the lemon juice and it's weaker, but you're rubbing it in and then you're wiping away some of the oxide and rub it in. So you're continually working that hormone um, as opposed to just letting it sit in there kind of stagnant. And then eventually you're just not doing much anymore once the blade kind of cruds up. So it was pretty impressive. And they got some of the, it looked like some of the color change stuff that we like. It really defined that line. So um, we're going to go see... George over at the little store and buy a crap ton of lemons and see what we can do. All right, Lance, so you asked me where I would like to take the podcast on the road to. Where would you like to take the podcast on the road to? Well, I was actually talking about work and I think the podcast sucks. I don't want to do it anywhere. Uh, no, just kidding. We will, uh, we talked about going to chat with Jody. Um, and I think that'd be fun. Plus, like I said, we want to see his new place. I think he's got a really interesting setup as far as shop goes and kind of, um, off grid ish. He's got some, uh, kind of an interesting setup down there. So I'd like to see that and chat with him, but I, we wouldn't need to go down and see Schiffer, um, doc and Mike, Mike just helped me finish up something that, um, I was unable to do here. And I'm excited to get that out. And they were going to help me uh, talk Hamones a little bit because Doc does things a little bit different or can. And it'd be nice to have a few more skills there. As we mentioned Hamones earlier, I'm trying to up my Hamone game a bit um, in this new this new shop, this new iteration of SBW. So I think that'll be fun. That's down Mississippi and then... Not sure where we'd go from there. Maybe go see Tommy Nichols. He's retired in Alabama. Um, back to his hillbilly roots and doing well. I don't think we're too far from him. And I don't know. Maybe take it on over to Florida. Florida's see, nice. See Riggle. Rob, we haven't seen Rob maybe, in a while. Maybe Riggle can uh, finish up the Glock and Schiffer can do some Glock work too. You know, I, I forgot this, but Schiffer's a 1911 gunsmith. Um, done a bunch of work on that. Because we're gonna, you want to let's just talk about Glock perfection right now. Uh, I'm working on a Glock model 45, and that's that's actually nine millimeter. The model number is a little confusing. It's the, the same thing as the 19X, is it not? Not exactly. It's there's some subtle differences. I believe a 19X that someone's probably gonna freak out when they hear this, but I think this is accurate. And 19X is kind of like a Gen 4.5, and, and the 45 is full Gen 5. There's a, couple, there's a couple subtle differences, but yes, basically. So it's 19 size slide on a 17 full size frame that's then just shortened out there at the barrel, the dust cover. So it's kind of Commander esque in size and profile, if you will. 
which I like. Um, but the grip sucks. And, you know, as whiny as I am about knife grips and all the crap we do to try and make them ergonomic, I just, I couldn't, I couldn't take it. So I uh, immediately voided my warranty by chopping that giant hump out of the back strap and then epoxying a new piece in. And our boy Moon helped us with that, which was nice of him, kind of supervised. It was a joint effort between him, Mar, and myself. And now I'm in the process of shaping that down so it's just not so fat and like a brick. I, there's a lot of things I like about Glock, but the ergonomics are not one of them. I would say that's far from Glock perfection. And this is an MOS, so it's, it's milled for an optic, and their, their plate system leaves a little something to be desired as well. But I think by the time it's done, it's going to be a pretty exciting piece. I can't. I'm not sure how much money we'll have dumped into it in case Mrs. Sniper's listening to uh, this. <laughs> now she's going to know that we have a Glock as well. I don't think she can always tell the difference because they're all just polymer. They look the same, but the cat's out of the bag on that one. If I'm not here for uh, next week's podcast, you'll know she smothered me in my sleep. All right, Lance. For those of you out there listening, knows that Lance likes to indulge in a good stick every once in a while, as he is now. Lance, what is it that you're smoking right now? This is exceptionally tasty. We are smoking the Gunslinger snake oil. Um, Kendall Colbertson from Outlaw is a friend of ours. He's, uh was my boss at one point in time and helped uh, keep me in cigars in my poorer days at the Sheriff's Department. And uh, he does a lot of neat stuff. We're big Outlaw cigar fans and he uh, got me turned on to this and I'm really enjoying it. It's one of the things that I do uh, like about Blade and have missed is um, smoking out on the drive with everybody. That's always a good time. There's a ton of ton of cigar guys there. So yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, doing some smoking at Blade uh, this year. Blade West, more specifically. We'll have to see who all the cigar smokers are in that new crowd i think that's going to be fun kind of excited for blade west mainly because seeing old friends and also a new venue yeah i think venue will be neat and just see who else we meet i mean you know you're going to meet some new people there um that'll be fun to hang with and then we can visit them on our travels out west speaking of running out west we may and tying back into our firearms talk we're looking at taking a class at Bulldog Armory. They're one of our dealers, and they're out in the Springs in Colorado. And they have an AK build class, and I've become a bit of an AK guy in the last few years. So I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing if we can get into one of those and put together our own uh, commie assault weapon. I would be all for building my own commie assault weapon. I am not a big fan of the AKs. However, if I can build my own, I'd be all about it. Yeah, and I think it'd be fun. It's, they're not, uh, you know, they're, they're pretty simple in operation. They were designed for a peasant conscript army to be able to keep it running. Um, and I just kind of dig them. You know, after years of MP5s and 
M4s and some of that stuff. It's just kind of neat. It's just a different platform. It's kind of a classic. I think they claim that that's the most produced assault weapon ever by far. And I would agree with that. I don't know how it wouldn't be. Yeah. So I think that'd be cool. So we'll uh, we'll do a little more research on that. And that would uh, I think that would be some neat uh, podcast social media material material. Excuse me. And um, yeah, it's fun. See how loud. All right, Lance. So we've got steel on the way. Things moving along rather nicely here at the shop. We're about up and running, probably a couple of weeks away from actually being behind a grinder. What is the, uh, what's the first thing that you want to do once we get up and running? I'm excited about working on a competition chopper. That's one of the things that I've been doing some research on, and I've just I've drawn something up that I like, and I want to test that concept. Um, I think that it'd be... It just always interested me, and I went out and I looked at the parameters, and I think what we've drawn up should fit within that or be very close so we can test the concept. And I think that guy is going to be fun to make and um, fit nicely in our style with what we like to do. So I think think competition chopper will be cool, plus we've never made one. Right. And, um, you know, it'll also be a test of... um, as we work on, you know, edge holding ability more and, and that kind of grind working on that convex shape a bit. Um, I think that'll be a good test of skill and uh, just be fun to make. Yeah, I think it would be too. Um, are we actually going to do some competition with our chopper? I'm too old for that shit, but we, I'd find somebody. Um, I think, you know, and we obviously, I'm, we're working with a piece of W2, which I don't think is necessarily bad for that, but that's not optimum. But as we test the concept, I think that'll be good. And that'd be good for, plenty good for a camp type knife. And then we can play with it further. So if anybody out there uh, wants to become a competition cutter or is one and wants to help, let us know. You know, Chavez used to do that once upon a time. Chavez would be a good, good candidate for that i mean he's not too old yet is he i don't know he's quite a bit younger he's younger than us yeah so he's 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 at the front of the list at the moment we should call his ass later we should we should ambush him we'll work on getting another phone we'll start ambushing people on the podcast and just get them on the phone and not tell them that they're on there and we'll pipe them in it's sort of like mystery guest it's a mystery to you because you don't actually know we're using you that'd be fantastic that would be epic that would be. And then we could use, like, hey, I need your help or I'm going to air this episode of all that crazy shit you said last night on the phone. Uh, yeah, I like it. All right, a little blackmail. If you can't jack with your friends, who can you? Exactly. High-end material alert. I just found my stash of mammoth. I've been looking for it for days, and I thought I was going crazy, but we found it. Look for that to make its way onto some of the new knives. All right, Todd, since no one's here to stop us, let's let's give something away. Let's give a dashy away. Will we get in trouble? I don't know. I mean, who cares? <laughs> I mean, you should get something. If you've made it this deep into the podcast, if you've listened to both of these and endured this, 
you should get something. Yeah, that's true because these have been trying. Yeah, I was going to use the word arduous, but trying sounds much better. Um, and I'm not sure what it's like for the eight people that have listened to this. But anyhow. Hey, hey, hey. We have fours of people around the world that listen to this. Oh, yeah. Tens and tens of people will listen to this. Um, but anyhow, we will see about maybe giving a dash away. We'll figure out something that's also not too difficult for you guys to do. Like just leave a comment or forward it to somebody. Something fairly simple, though. I don't, I don't like it when you have to do too many social media gymnastic moves to, uh, to enter to win. But we'll work on that. And um, we'll see if you guys, for listening, we'll see if we can get you a little, little swag. And we'll even include a high-end, super-duper, high-speed Sniper Blade Works sticker. Well, we may get we may get shut down on that one, but we'll see what we can do. So uh, stay tuned for that, and we'll figure out a way to get you guys something for free. Okay. We have reached the point in the podcast where we tell a story. As we mentioned um, last podcast, Lance and I have spent a lot of time together, both in our personal and professional lives. This is going to be more along the lines of a professional story. Lance and I, as some of you know, were on the SWAT team together when we worked at the uh, Sheriff's Department. We were training one day, our monthly training. This training happened to be at an old abandoned hospital in St. Joseph, Missouri. Oh, fuck. (laughs) We were uh, practicing room clearing techniques. Um, A few of us got flashbanged. I think uh, our buddy old Charles Wood threw a flashbang right between my legs. If you've never had that happen, that's kind of a fun experience. It's exhilarating. Uh, Makes you feel alive. Lance is a bit of a clean freak. Um, Some would call him a germaphobe. Um, And we were doing man down drills. This just kind of adds to where we're headed with this story. We're dragging people along and we have flight suits on. Our flight suits are the OD green flight suits. As we're doing our man down drills and dragging people out of harm's way across the carpeted floor of this old abandoned hospital, you could see the stains of whatever was left on the carpet on our OD green flight suits. It was utterly hideous. It was, it was not, not a clean environment whatsoever. On one of the breaks, I happened to go exploring and I found some... A giant filthy, festering, jizz-filled syringe with the needle still in it. Rusty. Rusty needle. You know, the rust was the least of my concerns on that disgusting medical device. And Todd proceeded to chase me around the hospital with the thing. That was horrible. I'm not forgiving you for that. it, It was fucking wrong. It's one of my greatest accomplishments on the SWAT team. Yeah, I finally had to go get a supervisor to make him stop. It was This was before my team leader days. That was hideous. I, I still have nightmares. 
So yeah, the name Princess may come from more than one thing, apparently. That was uh, actually one of our better trainings that we did as well. And that hospital is no longer there. It is now a parking lot of the law enforcement center. That's a good use of it because that thing was so filthy. Some things I feel are so dirty they could only be cleansed with fire. And that was one of them. That very well could have been one that benefited from the cleanse with fire. Absolutely. Are you ready? Do you need a minute? think I'm still scarred and trying to block out that whole syringe story. Again, one of my greatest accomplishments. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening, for tuning in. I think that's going to do it for us for this week. Thanks for joining us here in the Tactical Big Top. We'll talk with you next week. Be safe. Bye.